A select few survivors are tasked with colonizing and repopulating a new Earth. Strong female characters drive the action in this dystopian post-apocalyptic thriller. Georgia, one of several beautiful genetic exotics, dares to break free from the tightly controlled social structures that forces women like her into a life of sexual slavery and forbids all women to bear and raise their own babies. Enter the Hatchery. Although she didn't dare venture outdoors, the pink house was a comfortable refuge. Georgia had quickly gained a few pounds from indulging in Joyce's cooking. It sure beat the nutrient bar diet at Sector B. Georgia sorely missed the other exotics, especially Iris. But Joyce was good company. She was friendly and sympathetic, nurturing but not intrusive. She was a patient person willing to let Georgia and Roxy adjust to their new home in their own time. Georgia was happy to see that Joyce had made a good connection with Roxy. She was teaching Roxy how to bake and often invited her to help tend the small garden in the backyard where she grew carrots, potatoes, and a few precious strawberry plants. The carrots and potatoes were root vegetables that could be easily propagated and stored for long periods of time. These survived the long journey from Mother Earth and arrived at New Earth with the first settlers on the Pioneer. The strawberries were different. These were lab-raised from the cells of a single dehydrated strawberry that Joyce's grandmother smuggled into space as an odd little souvenir from home. The plants were slow to propagate, and Joyce was fortunate to grow her small patch from a clone her father secured from the experimental foods lab in the leader's compound. While she lived very modestly for the daughter of a leader, Joyce had a serene air about her that betrayed her high social status. Georgia felt confident that she and Roxy would be safe and happy in the pink house under her protection, except for the one thing that constantly nagged at Georgia's conscience. She was riddled with guilt for withholding the news of Arthur's death to his wife. Joyce had been nothing but kind to them. She deserved to know the truth, yet Georgia feared how Joyce would react from such news. What if she blamed us for Arthur's death, she worried. After all, he might still be alive if it hadn't been for us. The struggle between her mind and heart kept Georgia up at night, and she could feel her sense of duty and friendship gradually gain the upper hand in this inward struggle. She had a moral obligation to tell this good woman the terrible truth about her husband. It took almost a month for her to work up the courage, but Georgia decided to tell her one afternoon, while Roxy was playing in the backyard. Joyce, do you have a minute? I need to talk to you about something. 
Joyce looked up from kneading the pile of dough on the cutting board. Sure, just let me cover this. It could rise a bit while we talk. She placed a thin cloth over the dough, wiped the flour dust on her hands across her apron, and took a seat across from Georgia at the kitchen table. I'm all ears. Her large brown eyes crinkled along the outside corners when she smiled. Georgia studied Joyce's dusty hands that lay clasped in her lap. She started to speak a couple of times, but the painful words stuck in her throat. Swallowing hard, Georgia forced herself to look Joyce in the eyes. I don't know how to say this, so I'm just going to say it. Joyce nodded attentively. It's about Phil. I mean, Arthur. Your husband. He's... He died, Joyce. I'm so sorry I didn't tell you sooner. Joyce stared back silently, and for a moment Georgia feared the news hadn't registered and she would be forced to repeat it. Joyce took a long, deep breath exhaling slowly through pursed lips. She nodded slightly as she exhaled, as though she was releasing Arthur's spirit. I see. I'm so sorry, Joyce. I was afraid to tell you. How did it happen? She dabbed at her eyes with the corner of her apron. Georgia blushed. The Border Patrol shot him while he was helping us over the fence. He saved us. Arthur's a hero. She wiped a tear from her cheek with her finger. I should have told you sooner. I'm sorry. Joyce stared into Georgia's eyes for several seconds, but her mind was elsewhere. She was nodding to herself, engaged in an internal conversation. Finally, she appeared to come back, and her eyes registered Georgia's pleading expression. You know, I accepted Arthur's death years ago, telling myself it was self-destructive to hold on to the hope of seeing him again. But then, Uncle Gerald came at me a couple of months ago with this crazy story. I wouldn't let myself believe the possibility that Arthur was alive— and that he knew I was still here. Not many survive realignment, and those who do are generally worse off than those who don't. She smiled. My Arthur is... Arthur was... a very, very strong person. Yes, he was. You knew him well, then. Yes, he lived with us for a while in the exotic storm... My friends and I, we hid him. They reassigned him as a donor and... A donor? <laughs> Joyce laughed incredulously. My Arthur? A donor? <laughs> now that's a riot. Then she paused, and the somber look returned as she took in George's embarrassed blush. And you're an exotic. She didn't need to ask the question hanging in the air between them. She already knew the answer. She chuckled softly.
Well, I hope he learned a thing or two from you. He was a great husband, but not exactly a stud in the bedroom. Georgia smiled. He didn't learn much. We were mostly friends. Joyce reached out and held Georgia's hand. You did what you had to do to survive in Sector B. I understand. He wasn't able to, well, he had been through a lot, you know. They were going to send him to the termination center. I overheard the RCs talking about it. So I decided, all of my friends, we, we all decided to hide him in our dorm. Arthur got to live with a bunch of exotics. <laughs> she chuckled. That's every man's dream. Oh, it wasn't like that, Joyce. He was like a cousin to me and the girls. I tried to convince him to stay. We all did, but he refused to stay longer than a couple of weeks. He refused to put any of us at risk for harboring a fugitive. He was a very honorable guy. Well, I'm grateful that you took him in and tried to help him. Joyce stood up and spread out her flower-caked arms. Mi casa es su casa. She laughed indulgently at the confused look on Georgia's face. That's what my grandmother used to say to guests. I don't exactly know what it means, but I like the sound of it. Joyce's eyes glowed with benevolence. She really was an amazing woman. Don't worry. You helped Arthur, so now I'm helping you. That's how it should be. She turned around and walked back to the pile of dough under the cloth. It's about time you learned how to bake bread, Georgia. Roxy is already a pro at this. She motioned for Georgia to take her place beside her at the counter and proceeded to punch the rising dough down. It's good therapy, don't you agree? Georgia nodded as she pounded her fist deep into the dough. It was definitely good therapy. Joyce, tell me about Arthur. Joyce sighed softly as she leaned into the dough with her fists. Arthur was a piece of work. He could be arrogant, but he also had a softer side that most people didn't get to see. Georgia nodded. I saw it. He tried hard to hide it, but it was there. Yes, it was. The two women continued to pound and knead the dough as they shared. I met him when I was only 16. He was 24. Joyce laughed out loud. I know what you're thinking, but he was really something back then. He was first in his class at NEU, and he had this, I don't know, this confidence, this swagger. I was drawn to him at first sight. He reminded me of my father. So sure of himself. He just knew what he wanted, and he went for it, you know? Georgia nodded. Was he a leader? Oh, no. He was an outsider. But he wouldn't let that get in the way of his ambition. Arthur would do anything to get ahead, including marrying a leader's daughter who happened to have a giant crush on him. You're wrong, Joyce. He adored you. He told me he couldn't say no to you. Well, 
That's true. He did spoil me pretty rotten. I got everything I wanted, including Maggie. Her voice lowered to a whisper. He broke all the rules for me and paid a huge price for it. He loved you both, you and Maggie. Of course, he was a great father, very attentive. But when he was at work, he was all business, a completely different person. I don't know how he managed to keep his two sides separate. Georgia nodded. I know. I saw his two sides. I hated Arthur at first, but then I came to understand that his personality was necessary to his survival. When you work as an RC tech, you can't let yourself get emotionally involved. The work is too hard on them otherwise, you know? The hatchery. I mean the fetal development lab duties. He was very young when he was named RC director. Georgia paused. I was right. So, he was the head of the Sector A Reproductive Center? That's impressive. Joyce corrected her. Actually, he was the head of reproduction for New Earth. Oh, wow, Georgia gasped. I should have known. He clearly had an authoritative attitude. No wonder he was so upset when they transferred him to Sector B. That would be rough, moving from the top of the heap to the bottom of the barrel, so to speak. Joyce smiled sympathetically. Georgia, Arthur was fortunate, very fortunate, to get a reassignment. I hope he realized that. I think he did, eventually. At first, well, he wasn't exactly enthusiastic about it, she laughed. He called Sector B a subpar stinkhole. She raised her chin and cast her eyes downward in her imitation of Arthur's superior tone and posture. Joyce's eyes softened. I'm sorry. He could be very arrogant. Yes, but... Georgia interrupted. He was also really sweet when he was Phil. It sort of made up for the arrogant moments. Phil, where did that name come from? Realignment. They tried to erase his memory before they reassigned him to Sector B. I guess they assign any survivors a new identity. When I first met him, he was Phil, and he couldn't remember anything about his past, but eventually... Arthur started to push his way out of Phil's memory. Joyce gave the dough another punch. I'm not surprised. Arthur had a very strong mind and an equally strong will. I'm sure the leaders never expected him to regain as much memory as he did. He remembered you very clearly, and Maggie, of course. Once his memories started to emerge... It was emotionally really hard for him. And you helped him with that, with regaining his memory? Georgia blushed. Well, yes, but not for entirely altruistic reasons. I was trying to get information about the RC. Really? How did you know Arthur worked in reproduction? I didn't at first, but, well... He just knew his way around the R.C. It was like buried in his subconscious memory. I just sort of coaxed it out of him. 
You're a clever woman, Georgia. Well, if it weren't for Arthur, Roxy and I would never have made it out of Sector B alive, I'm sure of it. He devised an elaborate plan of escape for us with the help of one of my exotic roommates. Sheila's a cognitive exotic, a genius. The two of them worked with Roxy in secret. They made her memorize the way out, the way here. It really was an amazing plan. I had no idea about any of this until I got to the border fence. Arthur was there waiting for us. I hadn't seen him in nearly two years. I thought the authorities had captured him. She smiled at the memory. He was living on the roof of my boyfriend's condo that whole time. Joyce nodded. Sounds like my Arthur. Always resourceful. Yeah. This cognitive exotic friend of yours. What about her? I've never heard of a cognitive exotic. They're rare. Her name is Sheila. She lives down the hall from me. We don't get along that well. Well, actually, no one gets along that well with her except for Roxy. Roxy adores her. Sheila is, well, she's not what you'd expect from an exotic. She's not beautiful, you mean? Not really, but she is highly valued because of her amazing brain. She's a real-life genius. Anyway, Roxy is really smart. I know every mother thinks her child is exceptional, but Rox, her memory, the things she understands at just three years old, it's beyond what anyone would expect. I guess that's why she and Sheila connected the way they did. They understand each other. Kindred spirits. Yes, that's it. They are definitely that. Georgia took a deep breath. I'm so grateful that you go out of your way to give Roxy attention. She really needs it. In a way, you're a lot like Sheila. You give her what I can't, you know? Joyce grinned. I understand. I really do enjoy her company. This isn't charity. She's a fast learner, Georgia. Yesterday, she dragged me into the kitchen and asked me to watch... Her make coconut bars. I never showed her what to do. She just took it all in by watching me in the kitchen. She memorized the recipe. She's really something, that girl of yours. Georgia couldn't keep the surge of maternal pride in check. So, you think she's really bright? I thought she was, but you know, I'm... I adopted her. I don't know much about her genetic makeup. Joyce gave the dough another vigorous punch. I think her mama is pretty clever, too. But she's a terrible liar. Georgia didn't respond, except for the slight blush that flashed across her face. Your secret is safe with me, Georgia. Joyce pushed the mass of dough in front of her. Have at it. Georgia looked at Joyce, who was encouraging her with an eager nod. She mimicked Joyce by sprinkling a bit of flour over her hands before punching hard against the dough. That's it. Let it out. Georgia punched the dough again, this time with more force. A cloud of white dust rose from the mound. She hit it again and again, and before she knew it, tears were rolling down her cheeks as she punched. This one's for Franklin. And this one... 
This one is for stupid Sector B. And this one... This one is for Iris and for Sheila and for Anya and for Keisha. And this one... This one is for Arthur. She looked up and saw Joyce's eyes welling up. The two women stared at each other. Your turn, Georgia whispered. Joyce slid the dough over, took a deep breath, and let her fists crash down. And this one is for Maggie. Georgia lowered her eyes respectfully. She thought about what it might be like to lose Roxy. She could never imagine herself getting over it. Joyce was truly amazing. Well, Joyce declared cheerfully to break the uncomfortable silence, I believe this dough is ready. Your first baking lesson is finished, Georgia. Joyce, I... Joyce shook her head and placed a flower-covered hand over Georgia's. It's fine. I'm so happy to have Roxy around. She brings life back into this place. And you, of course. We are really grateful for your kindness. I don't know how I could ever make this up to you. You already have. Joyce looked away and scooped the dough off the counter into a loaf pan. Now we let it sit for a while before we put it in the oven. Believe me, there's nothing better than the taste of bread you've made yourself. You'll see. <laughs>